0: welcome to a matter of music i'm don wisner johnson and i'm beth wisner jansen and we are partners and sisters and we are here to provide a unique space for musicians to gather tools ideas and education to help master this crazy business of music So today we're going to be going over cover songs and some of the things that you need to know. Why, I'll start out, um, why do you want to do a cover song? Um, So many reasons, right? And some of you know already, but maybe you have friends that you want to do one for. Recently, my son did a cover for me. Um, My favorite band back in the day was Chicago. (laughs) all the way back to transit authority and he did beginnings and color my world for me for mother's day. It was awesome. And so, you know, you might have somebody that you want to do a cover like that. And when you do it as a musician, you're thinking, wait, do I just send this to mom or should I put this up somewhere? Because mom wants it up. You know, I, I want to be able to go keep listening to it. So that would be a reason. Um, YouTube um, driving traffic. Many uh, musicians do covers because it helps them drive traffic to their site. Then they see their original songs and they become fans. We have a good friend um, that we were around when she was born, and she did this in the industry and now is a big star. Um, and that was one of the ways that she was able to gather a following. So we know, you know, sometimes you think, oh, that only that doesn't always happen, but it, it can happen. And videos do go viral, you know, and- Doesn't always, nothing always happens. (laughs) No,
1: sometimes (laughs) it works for somebody and sometimes it doesn't, so.
0: And if you just happen to have one that goes viral, you need to be ready. So marketing, marketing needs to be ready. But, but that is another very good reason to do a cover. And many other musicians will say, why am I doing covers? I'm not gonna make any money on all this. We'll explain some avenues that you can, but, a lot of times it's not just about the money anymore. It used to be. We used to be able to sell our CDs and make money in a lot of different ways, but um, you know, everything has changed.
1: Well, you time. can still record covers for CDs and for streaming and make a little true. bit of money on it if you want to. It's true, and Beth's gonna go over
0: a little bit I how you can do I that. Do that. Let's, let's talk about just a couple other ways, um, as she just said, albums or streaming. You may want to actually put a cover on your EP. Um, we also have friends, I, I keep bringing up, um, friends and examples, but we have a f- friend who released an album and they did a cover of a Doors song and they, somebody reached out to them to put that in their catalog so that they could shop that out for TV and film. So they're very excited about signing a one year, you know, deal with a company that does this and maybe they'll get a placement out of that. So that's and really- uh, there's
1: somebody else we've worked with before, uh, Michael Rowe. He, uh, Needed wanted to put out an album and I don't know if it was he was too busy to record ten songs or to write ten songs rather but he wanted to do a album of uh, covers and so he did a full album of covers and he has a fan base that will go in there and buy that so for him he didn't have to spend the time writing all of the the songs hmm. and everything he had to pay a little bit you know which we'll get into right. in a but for him it was a you know something for his fans that he could do a little bit faster
0: right right. Yeah, you you need a license for many of these that I just talked about. Actually for friends, if you're gonna put it up somewhere, YouTube, albums and streaming, yes, you do need a license for that. Um, on sync opportunities, we can talk about that later. If you're doing them specifically for sync, you don't necessarily need to license it if you're not gonna put it up somewhere, if you're just gonna be pitching. So that's another scenario, but um, Beth's gonna, now dive in to, to the fun part <laughs> Some I of those, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the
1: yeah it's the business of music that we talk about you need to know some of the business aspects and for that i'm sorry but you do so there are several types of licenses there's mechanical license which is uh to record the audio um if you um you know want to if you write a song somebody wants to record it it's a mechanical license for them Um, If the song has been released in the past, you can get a compulsory mechanical license. It is copyright law that if it has been released to the public, you are, and it's not like dramatic work, so it hasn't been only released in a movie or only released on television. If it's been released for consumption for the public, then you can get a compulsory mechanical license and you have to pay for that, but they cannot deny you that. You have to go through the process. It's not very complicated. Um, and just pay them a little fee for depending on how many you are recording. You're, you're calling that a compulsory license. Well, the mechanical license is what, what attaches to the recording, the audio. Got it. Synchronization license is when you attach audio to video. So when you attach audio to a moving video, that's a synchronization license. Mm -hmm. A mechanical license is just the audio portion of it. So basically when you, if you sign with a record label, you're giving them a mechanical license for your songs and you know all of that a compulsory mechanical license which is the same thing basically but they put the word compulsory in front of it because that you are compelled to allow other people to re-record to do covers of your songs that have been released to the public that is u.s copyright law that is so it's called compulsory mechanical license is basically the same license right it's so anyone for a CD and
0: yeah, anyone can cover
1: anything, anything that's been put out. Okay. And we'll get into how you can't, you know, not necessarily changing it. So if you want to, you know, and you don't have to go to the songwriter or the person that owns the, the light, the publishing, luckily, because you would never get it. Um You mm-hmm. can go through these companies that will, uh, talk about in just a minute um to get the license because you don't want to have to go if you want to record imagine you don't want to have to go to Yoko Ono's people or you know whoever owns that catalog so you know there's there's a agency would
0: would Yoko Ono's people get back to you no no
1: time which is why everybody because it's the law that you have to do have to give the compulsory license that's why there are clearing houses to get those licenses because record companies publishers songwriters They don't have time to deal with all of us right they don't so that's why we are going to talk about that so basically um so basically let's talk about the mechanical license um there's uh the biggest name you're going to hear is harry fox agency and i believe it's harryfox.com it also is known as hfa so if you hear people talking about hfa that's harry fox agency this is an agency that was started, I believe, about eighty years ago, um, and uh-huh. they are the biggest clearinghouse for mechanical licenses. Were hmm. you going to say something, Don? Eighty years ago? I think so. <laughs> okay. I could be wrong on that. Maybe wow. I'm getting my numbers wrong because eight, they have about eighty percent of the songs. Maybe it was sixty. I see. I see. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time. It okay. was a long time ago. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure on the, the year. But um, it's the oldest one out there. And they just signed a deal with, I can't remember the name of the MM. M- the Mi- M- Music M- Modernization, Modernization Act. Yes. Something that passed in 2018, went through Congress, went through hearings, and lots of testimony from Spotify and songwriters and record companies and HFA and um, all of the PROs were testifying in front of Congress. Basically, desperate people, musicians were saying, this is too complex, it's too hard to work, and Spotify and all those companies, too, are saying, it's, we don't know where to go to get the right license, to get the right permission, it's, too, it's everywhere, because there's 13 or 14 places a musician can get paid, mm. so, it's, so they're trying to make this better, it's the government, I don't know that it's going to work, because they just gave the biggest contract to get mechanical licenses, a system. They gave it to harry fox agency and harry fox agency is one of the reasons there was hearings
0: so maybe they're just gonna uh be over them yeah um by the way i just thank god for google i just googled and beth is right actually longer uh they were founded in 1927
1: 27 oh i thought it was 28 (laughs) by the national
0: she questioned me and
1: i questioned myself
0: (laughs) They were founded by the national music publishers association.
1: Wow. Okay. Why they are called Harry Fox. I looked that up one time Uh, and I think there was some dude or, I don't know. Anyways, there was probably two guys named Harry and Fox. (laughs) So, um, you can go to get a mechanical license, say like you want to record for your mom, you want to record a song you want, you know, to put it on a CD. Unfortunately, you can't just buy for one song. I think the minimum is 25 for most of these. Um, so you'd have to pay 25, but for a mechanical license to put a physical copy on a CD is it's 9.1 cents per copy. So it's not that much for 25, but Harry Fox agency will charge you $16 as their fee for doing 25, um, 25 copies. So you could make 25 CD copies and give them to all your friends. So you want to do a, you want to do a DVD, not DVD because that's sync. You want to do something for your friends for Christmas and give your grandma and everybody, family members, a cover song. You can make 25 copies and get the license at Harry Fox. It'll be 20, you know, 9.1 cents times 25. If that's how many you're doing, plus the $16 fee. Mm-hmm. So that fee goes to Harry Fox for the you. The fee is per song. It is per song. And it is, unfortunately, per, per um, vehicle. So if you want to stream it, that's one license, 16 bucks. If you want to put it on a CD, that's one license, 16 bucks. Hmm. If you want to do digital downloads, 16 bucks. Those are all individual licenses. You Hmm. can ask for sync license through them, but usually a sync license, you're going to have to talk right to the publisher. So, um, and if you say you make 25 and then everybody wants, you know, you, you realize, Hey, I want to sell this at my shows. You have to go back and get another license. Yes. You would if you use the twenty five, you'll have to go back and pay for another hundred or whatever, plus the sixteen dollars again. So there is that. There are some other companies. There's SoundDrop. It's a little bit cheaper. There's um, Easy Sound Listening. There was a company called Louder, and I was chasing that from mm-hmm. all these articles two years ago. And they got, I think they got bought by CD Baby or something like that. And then they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. I think I, I heard Spotify bought them, and I can't figure out what happened to them, but they're gone. So these companies come and go. Some of them are going to charge you less. Um, one of these companies um, that I was looking at was offering you a, you know, a special QR code to put on your, your website or on your CD to show that you do have a license, and then they were giving you a discount if you came back for more licenses of that same album. So do your research. I haven't done it all for you because it's changing too much, and I don't have that kind of time. But those are three (laughs) names. Harry Fox Agency, harryfox.com, Sound Drop, Easy Sound Listening, Easy Song Listening, licensing. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say that again. Easy Song Licensing. So go go. just Google search those companies, or Google search mechanical licenses for covers, and companies will just pop up like crazy.
0: We will put these in the notes.
1: We'll put Uh them in the notes below. Uh I would... I would go do a little bit of, and one of the reasons I didn't do any more research is because my research keeps running into well, that company doesn't exist anymore. These companies come and they go and the successful ones get bigger and some of them go away. So look at what other people are using as well. Um, there's a lot of people who do do uh, reviews of these um, sites. So you can see which one will work for you. So that would be a cover for, and you're going to need to know some things going in. So say you go to Harry Fox. And you are ready to get your license because you're going to record the song and do the license. You should probably actually have recorded the song already. And there's yeah, a say you
0: that. do. I'll, I'll use ours as an, as an example, Beth. Um, my son actually did, and, and this is even more complicated, he did Beginnings and Color My World in one
1: track. Oh, he put them together. Yes, he did. Oh, that's not well <laughs> okay what, we could you have done that no you, we want couldn't, me to say why? you want me to tell them why yes because you had to get a license for for beginnings and you had to get a license for color my world yes and it's 9.1 cents up to five minutes yes and after five minutes it goes uh i think it's like 1.3 cents or something like that right. which is not a big deal for i'm doing this song for mom right but just know in advance, if you get up to six, seven, eight minutes, it's going to cost you 10 and a half cents, 11, 12 cents per, that's it for a physical copy, per physical copy. Right. For like streaming, like if you put it up on, on um, a streaming site, just for people to listen to it, not to download it, it's like one cent, mm. I believe, for the mechanical license per yeah. stream. And you have to guess at how many. You're going to have
0: right. so you were beginning to go through the process and i interrupted you so say you're doing color my world
1: color my world so you would want to figure out how you're going to record that how long you don't necessarily have to have it recorded but they're going to ask you how long it is that's one of their questions and you have to put that in the, you cannot leave that field blank there are some fields mm-hmm. you can leave blank and some you need to put in they want to know how long it is for so that they know how much to charge you but also i would Guess that it would be good to have the length correct before you get the license. That way, if there's an issue with somebody coming back and saying, hey, you're using my song, you can present the license, and it shows that the song is the same, and you got the license, and it's the same length. Mm. That's one way. The, one of the other questions they're going to ask you is for an ISRC code. You don't have to have that, but again, if you have that in advance, then you can also marry that to the license and you won't have any problems. An ISRC code is what you get for like a CD um, and it. It's the way you kind of track it through the system. Don, you know more about ISRC codes.
0: Yeah, well, what you're, say- what you're saying is um, if you put it up somewhere and you have put that ISRC code in with the license, they're gonna be married to each other. So say it's on YouTube, it's gonna be really easy for you to show Yep. That you have the license, here's the ISRC for this recording. And they, you know, they'll, it's, it's all done. It's all done
1: for you. You've done. Right. It's already ready.
0: Right. But yeah, it's, ISRCs are very, um, these days you should have an ISRC for anything you're releasing. It's yeah. it's a nice tracking system.
1: Yeah. And we'll go into, we'll, we'll do a podcast about that kind of minutiae as well right. at some point, because right. that's not too difficult to do get ISRC codes. So you're going to search by title of song or by writer. Um, you can't really search by both, at least at Harry Fox. This, everything I'm talking about, I just went through the process at Harry Fox. So if you know you want to record, re-record human nature, it's going to ask you the name of the song. You could put in this, the writer, but if you put in uh, Steve Peccaro and Bettis, you're going to get a bunch of songs. So put in the name of the song and it's going to give you a list. I know because this is the one I tried, Michael Jackson's right up at the top, but know who the songwriters are so you don't pick the wrong one because there are about 18 human nature songs out there. <laughs> now, when you get to that point, at least at Harry Fox, it's gonna tell you whether you can license it through them or not. And it'll say, it'll have a column, it'll say 100% or sometimes it'll say 0%, which means they don't have that song there. You're gonna have to find another way, which we'll get into in a second, to get that license. They don't represent that song. Sometimes they will say, 60 75 percent which means you're going to have to get it through harry fox and then go to whoever the other songwriter or publisher is who hasn't put their stuff through harry fox
0: you don't want to do that you don't want to have to but sometimes you do (laughs) but so wouldn't that i would want to check for harry fox before i even decided on what well
1: here's the here's the thing i would check harry fox if you want harry fox to me is the simplest way to go because of their system, they've been doing it for years, the way it's set up. This is not an, I'm not advocating for Harry Fox. They kind of make me squeamish in a couple ways, but they're simple and that's easy to do. But there are companies, like I said, SoundDrop and Easy Song Licensing and several others that will guarantee 100% of the songs out there, they will get the license for you. Mm. So they have made deals and they have other ways that Harry Fox does not have. For that 20% that Harry Fox doesn't cover, those other companies, we'll do that for you. So if you want to go that route, you go through them and they will make sure to get all the sides because basically if somebody hasn't made a deal with Harry Fox, then you have to go find their publisher. You have to write them. You have to ask them. And it's it's not, it's just hard. You don't want to have to do that. You don't want to have to do that much legwork to do a cover song when you can go to one of these other companies. So kind of do your, you know, do, do a little bit of research, maybe in advance, just to see which company you wanna go with. So say your song is 100% at Harry Fox. You've already created an account, you pick the song, and then they're gonna start asking you questions. And some of the questions are gonna be, what's the platform? CD, digital download, streaming. Um, there's one other platform I can't, ringtone, ringtone's on there. So if you wanna make a ringtone for your phone, um, or sell it to somebody or whatever, there's a fee for that as well. Um, and then they're going to ask you um, number of copies, and I believe for physical and for permanent download, it is 25 minimum, and for streaming, it's 100, Mm -hmm. but it's only a penny, so it's a dollar, basically, for the the actual licensing part of it, Um, so you're going to know those numbers. That license for streaming is, and for downloads, is for a year. It's good for a year, which means after a year, if you still want people to be able to um, listen to it, and download it, you're going to have to come back and get another license. So you have to guess. This, if it's up on YouTube, you have to YouTube. renew every year? YouTube's another issue. Okay. This is video. It's <laughs> different. It's a sync license. We're talking about, okay, we're talking about YouTube another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're coming to that. It's coming. down below. Sorry Beth. Later. It's okay. I'm following along. Just, and I'm learning. So. I just want to say this. Dawn and I have been doing this. We've been working in the music industry, each of us for over 30 years. We have been working with copyright and publishing and she does admin publishing every day of her life. Yes. Inc licensing. We have both worked in libraries. We had our own library and we still forget things because I it's do. so confusing. Yes. This is why we're doing this for you. Hopefully you're going to learn something. But when we do these, we have to go do research before we come make this podcast because we don't want to make mistakes. That's why the Music Modernization Act is supposed to make things better. I don't have any faith that it actually will. I hope it does. I hope I'm wrong.
0: But that's why at the beginning, I always say this crazy business of music because Mm -hmm. it really is. And I'm sorry, guys, but it's kind of... There's other places in the world that are this way where laws are constantly changing. Yeah.
1: But you know, okay. A uh, good friend of ours, Reggie Ham, amazing songwriter, uh, CSAC songwriter of the year, I believe three or four times. Yeah. He wrote, he writes blogs and books and I highly recommend you go check those out. He also yeah. does podcasts and stuff. Um, he, um, wrote something one time and he said, music is the only, the only thing that is created that the federal government tells you how much you're allowed to charge for it. It is the only thing in America where you can make something and you cannot go out and say, I think this song is worth a thousand dollars. If you want to cover it, you're not allowed to do that.
0: Mm.
1: It's 9.1 cents for a CD per song per copy. Mm. And that's, you know, that's, there's a lot of reasons that that is. It's because of, the PROs not being good know. in the 30s and 40s. There's a lot of government interference in the music industry. And for some, some of its legitimate reasons, but it is kind of annoying. But that's, you know, anytime you get government involved, it seems to yeah. get complicated and difficult. So so
0: sorry, I interrupted.
1: Sorry. And- no, that's all right. So about YouTube. <laughs> they're going to ask you also if you're going to distribute this in the United States or another country. And mm. you cannot choose both. At least on Harry Fox Agency, you can't which was surprising to me. As you can see, I'm surprised too. Don is surprised. Those listening, not watching the YouTube, but listening on the podcast, Don's jaw just dropped a little bit. (laughs) So you need the release date because you need a release date because the term is going to be one year Mm. for the, for the uh, digital, uh, the streaming and the digital downloads. Mm. So um, I don't know why it's only a year, but You don't have a choice to make it any longer. Um, Let's see, the playtime, the ISRC code, which is, like I said, optional, but I would suggest you have it. And then you have to fill in the license information, which is your company name, if you have one, your contact information, um, your address, all that kind of thing. Um, So if you want a physical CD and a digital download, you're going to have to get two, if you, you know, streaming, all of that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, so that's... Pretty much it for how to get a mechanical license. Um, basically, you go to the website and just kind of follow through. But you want to know some things in advance. You want to know the time. You want to know, you know, where. Think about where you're going to release this, how you're going to release this, how many people you think are going to stream it or buy it, because you're going to have to pay in advance. Mm. So there's that. Anything to add on that aspect? On?
0: Oh, I don't think
1: so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: are you okay? Should
1: I keep going? Yes, please do. Okay. What's next? Okay. Okay. Um, So let's, before we get into the sync license and YouTube, let's talk a little bit about covers for, for syncing. So there's a sync license. If you want to put your song to a video and you want to put it up on YouTube, we're going to get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But there's another aspect of sync that you might be thinking when you're going, I want to record a cover. And that is I want to record a cover because I think I can do this really weird version or really cool version or almost a sound for sound version of something. And I want to get it to a library who can get it on TV and film for me. Right. So let's talk about
0: about that that before you go into what I think you're going to go into a, a company that could help you with that. But just let me say that in our world right now, and I just heard it again last night, I watch Netflix a lot. Sometimes it's with my parents. So it's not a show I might always watch. But once again, I hear. I think I heard two covers last night, um, in two episodes. So, and and I'm watching another show on Netflix where they used to cover three different versions, an instrumental. One, yes, in two ah. different episodes, but it was kind of following a character, and I was like, this "Wow, is crazy!" And that one was, um, "I'm a bitch," um, and if you are. But- <laughs> which yeah okay sometimes I can I can be but anyway um the song I'm a bitch um is what they used and I thought it was done so well but what I want to tell you is in our world right now if you're watching content you're gonna know there are covers because you recognize the song but you don't recognize who's singing it or it's even it used to be a female singer now it's a male or the it's just completely different as Beth said and this is what music supervisors really love. And this has been going on for a while. We've had some um, television shows who really did do covers and they would have the actors every once in a while, I can't remember, might've been Weeds that was doing some different things with, with music and stuff. And so, but they were considered, when they were doing it, it was considered kind of edgy and out there. It's, it's all over the map now. And music supervisors love covers. Let me tell you one reason why the minute you hear that you recognize it and you know, and you, you tune in a little better. And if you're a music student, just think if that's your job, you want viewers to go, Hey, I really love the music. Yeah. I really- but when
1: it's a cover, you go, do I know that song? I've never heard this before right. though. Why do and I know I that know, song?
0: Yeah, I know you get distracted cause I always do. and And you lose whatever dialogue was happening cause they get in the car, something comes on the radio and you're like, what? And then you're thinking, what is that? And you start Googling. But anyway, um, music supervisors, this is a very fun part of their job. They want the fans to be totally into the music that they're using because this is what they do, you know, and it's exciting and fun for them. They like to discover independent artists and they like to do covers for other artists and all kinds of different things. So um, one other way that in the music licensing world, it's a lot, easier for them to license possibly it may be easier for them
1: well because when you get we'll get into that in a second but when you get a sync license there's two sides that you need to get to put that marry that to the film you have to marry the audio to the moving picture you have the mechanical license which you're you have the sync license at that point which is i'm going to use this audio but you have the recording of that as well those can be held by two different people So the publishing might be owned by one company or maybe is still owned by the writer of the, or the band, depending on how old the song is, that's going to be different. And then there's also the master use license, the master recording of that song. So if you want to use, you know, if you want to use a Beatles song, um, I know that the publishing catalog has been sold a couple of times. Michael Jackson's company owned it at one point. Um, I'm not sure who owns the master recording, if it's still Apple or not, not Apple, the computer, Apple, the record company, who did sue Apple, by the way, when they came out, just for using the name. Um, so I don't know if those, you know, those two don't always follow together. So. Right. If company or a publisher wants to sell some stuff they're going to sell the publishing and then the record company owns the sound recording and you have to and then there's two fees on top of that and right and,
0: and, and music soups will do that i'm not saying they don't but and and well, they don't have and do
1: guardians that. of the galaxy is one example that made that you know didn't make that movie but it made it for me because uh. i love marvel stuff but i didn't know who guardians of the galaxy was now mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite movies because mm-hmm. i'm a child of the 80s you know that was all original covers uh. And it was probably really expensive, but it made the movie and it was the character. So they had to do it. Right. If they can use a famous song, if it, if they're like, I want this song and I don't think, you know, I think whoever the publisher is will give me the song, but the master use, they're never going to let me use that song. Go get a cover of it. If there's a cover available.
0: Music Super would even Google and see what covers are out there. What, what different people have done. So covers can be a great way if you're an independent artist to get something synced it might be your first sync if it goes well and you have everything you know you have all the it's a one-stop clearance which we've talked about before but you know everything is easy for them to sign and get you know they want to do one license with you you own that that recording because you did the cover you also um Oh, this is where. Yeah. I'm talking about something else now. Here I go. Um, sorry, guys. In a cover for Music Soups, and this is the one place that you do not have to go get a license.
1: As long as you don't put it out there to stream or, or a website.
0: It, say you're going, hey, I'm an independent artist. I'm going to do five different covers and I'm going to see if I can get these either into a cover library that's going to pitch them for me or maybe a sync agent that you know that can get those out and funnel them out to different people you don't have to go get the license the mechanical license on that side right because the music supervisors this is their job this is what they do they're going to go again anyway if that sense so it's not your job if you're just pitching covers out to go get those licenses so if you're if your purpose
1: in recording a cover is to try to get it synced yes and you're shopping it yourself or with the music library or with the company i'm about to tell you about then you don't have to go get the mechanical license right as long as you're not putting it out into public for public consumption some way and then you don't have to worry about the license at that point because like don said the people that are syncing it to the TV show or film or game sh- game will, will do that for you. There's a company called mvibe.com. M V I D E B E. I'm dyslexic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> vibe like cool. I'm, I got a vibe.com and they have a library. What? Yep. Shut up. I am cool. I almost said when you, when I called you, when I said you're a bitch, no, that's me. That, that was my nickname. We'll go into that story someday. Yeah. Okay, they loved me, the people that gave me that nickname, but that tells you I'm serious when I get to work. Okay, so this mvibe.com has a library, which I, I wish I had thought of this idea. It is brilliant. It is a cover library. It is just covers. So if a music soup wants to go somewhere for a cover, if I were a music soup, this is the first place I would go because I went and bopped around in there. There's there's some covers that, you know, you could go in there and see what covers they have and say, I think I can do a better cover than that. Or it, it's not always about the quality. Sometimes they want things that don't sound great because of where they're coming from and the type of thing. But they have some amazing covers. They've got some, you know, that maybe there's room for you to do another cover of human nature. Imagine I keep using those songs because those are the classic ones to me. So anyways, you, and I think right now, unfortunately, I don't want to say the C word. I'm going to say vid, the vid because of the vid, because I don't want to get banned because you're not supposed to say that my kids tell me Um, because of the vid, they're not taking, uh, they're not taking on new people right now. And that's probably going to be a thing right now. Yeah. I didn't tell you that. Did I Don? No. M M vibe said that they're not taking on new people. They might still be working with the people that are already doing covers for them. But I believe that's because production has slowed down quite a bit and they probably are all working from home and doing what they need to do to get the songs and cleared without Mm -hmm. having to deal, you know, they're probably shut down part way. I'm guessing something Mm -hmm. like that. So that will, that will end, you know, so if you want to go ahead and get your covers ready and if M vibe doesn't want to take your covers, find a music library or a music, a, agent. a sync agent that does, or you can shop it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I really think I just
0: want to reiterate covers are what people are looking for these days. And I'm talking within the last six months to a year, I've seen it just ramp up. So and
1: maybe you're a great singer, maybe you're a great guitar player, but you're not a great writer. <laughs> do covers,
0: covers, right. covers.
1: If you can produce an engineer, you know, do covers. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna switch over a little bit. So that was to record the audio and put it out there or get it to somebody to try to get it on a show for you. Now we're gonna talk about YouTube. YouTube does not make me happy very often. Does when I'm looking for instructions on how to fix my washing machine, but right now I'm a little ticked off at YouTube because this is very confusing. Uh. Putting covers up on on videos on YouTube. And you know, that's where when we talk about, hey, this artist that was a friend of ours that we knew since she was born, she was doing all these covers on YouTube with other artists and different things. And that's where she was putting them. And that's what YouTube kind of, they kind of implied like, hey, come put your cover here. They don't say it, they, but they kind of do. Mm-hmm. So there is a company that will clear a YouTube cover license for you. It's called We Are The Hits. And they, you can go through them and they will basically do this work for you. And we'll get back to them in a minute, but I just want you to know there is a way that you can just do it simply without having to go to the process I'm about to tell you, because this is not what I would want to do if I were doing a cover and wanted to put it on YouTube. I would probably just give up because just trying to find out this information, I wanted to go give up. So the basic way to get a sync license, and this is, mind you, this is just for YouTube. Mm. Any place like a uh, Vimeo doesn't have deals where you could just—they'll just take it down. They're a professional site; they're for professional videos. They don't do—they don't have a v- way to do ads and things that pay the copyright holder. The deal with putting up a cover song is the copyright holder is going to come in and go, "Hey, that's mine. I didn't give you permission to do it," because a mechanical license won't cover a video, mm. even if it's just over a picture or a lyric video or something that's still a video and the copyright holder can come in and say i want you to take it down i want you to give me i'm going to put ads in front of your your song and maybe behind it i'm going to choose the ads and you're going to and i'm going to get all the money or they can share it with you they can share the revenue with you a lot of copyright holders are doing that because they kind of want to encourage people to do covers depends on the publisher but that's one way to do it so The first way you can go to get a sync license to put something up is through a PRO. So you can go to the Performing Rights Organization. CSAC has a form on their website for requesting a sync license. You can do that if you want to. Um, Good luck with that. Um, (laughs) I don't know how successful you're gonna be. And I don't know, they can, again, this is not a compulsory license. They can say no they can charge you whatever they want to charge you for that. That's up to them. And you're going to wait four to six weeks for them. And they're going to, at the, when you fill out the form at the bottom, it says, you know, what are you going to use this for? And you got to have all that information. So you're going to wait to get that from CSAC. Um, BMI and ASCAP, basically you're going to use that platform to find the publisher's email. You have to find the song, make sure it's the right, correct writer email the publisher, I would have as much information as you can, but make it as succinct as you can as well. Mm-hmm. And again, I am not thinking you're ever going to hear back from this person. <laughs> but if you really are adamant about trying this, put in all the information, the song information, the, the IPI number from, from BMI and IS, ASCAP, all that information about the song and about how you're going to use it, how many people are going to see it, all that kind of stuff. You may or may not hear back from them. The other PRO is GMR. Um, Can I just say
0: something before you get into GMR? Yeah. She, she might've mentioned there, there might be more than one publisher in, in the commercial world. Yeah. Sometimes there's two, three, four, even up to 10. You are, if you,
1: if you have a, yeah, because, okay, say the Eagles wrote a song together, the four of them, five of them, however many were in the band's time, they all wrote the song together. They could each have a different publisher. And usually do and usually do (laughs) and you're gonna have to go to each and every one of those to get provision for the sync license this is why I'm telling you to do this how to do this but don't do it no waste of your time this is publishing world this is how this works so the other one is GMR speaking of the Eagles um, they're not I don't think their band is with them but several of the writers are with them this is the newest PRO and they are really small and they are the big boys and it's by invitation only and they're looking at you know there's a place on there on there that says obtain a license from them and if you're a big movie or something i you know maybe if you're a even a small movie but if you want to do a youtube license they're not going to answer you and i don't blame them any of these people they don't have time for this and
0: i'm just looking up i just again googled right here drake bruno mars bruce springsteen Liam bridges There's just
1: a few right there, that that GMR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the other way is to get your license through YouTube. There is no place to just go to YouTube and say, hey, I want to put up a cover song. This is basically, it's basically you have to violate copyright law and hope for the best. And this is what YouTube tells you to do. (laughs) This is why I am very protective of copyright and copyright I'm very protective of people who create something and then other people steal it. I don't like that. I think they should be able to be paid. And basically YouTube right here is saying, we're not gonna help you much. You can do this, but the, the risk you take in doing what I'm about to tell you to do is that you could use your, lose your YouTube channel. Theoretically, if you were putting up five or six copyright cover songs, you could get dinged three times and lose your channel. So that's the risk you're taking but a lot of publishers do want to, you know, they know that covers can generate um, some traction and can generate some income and can, you know, I have kids, my oldest is 23. They love music from my age, my time when I was a teenager and before. They love music, you know, Louis Armstrong. They love that kind of stuff. And they find it in covers and things too, Mm -hmm. from video games and stuff. So it is a way to market yourself. So. Basically, YouTube says, put up your video. And when they have something called digital ID that crawls through YouTube, and it's like it's alive. That's why I say it crawls through YouTube. And it finds, because publishers have gone to YouTube and said, here's my copyrighted information. And they've got an AI that looks at it and says, this is what that song is. And then the AI goes and looks for it. And when the AI finds um, songs that they think are that they bring them back and say hey there 's one of your songs Do you, does the person have a license? Probably not so then that publisher uh, YouTube is going to send you a notice and say you violated copyright and if you 're lucky, the publisher will say, Hey, you know what that 's pretty cool. Thanks for doing that let 's share the royalties let 's share the the royal not the royalties but the um, added revenue that's going to come because they're going to put ads on your video. So sometimes you'll see an ad on a video of a little song and you're thinking, how did this person get to monetize their YouTube channel? They may not. It may be that the publisher's the one monetizing it. So they may share it with you. They may take all of the ad revenue themselves. And the other third option is they can tell you to take it down. And you- can
0: I, can I mm-hmm. go back to what you just said? Because that's not something many people know. Very good point, Beth. You have to have 1,000 subscribers, I believe, to monetize through
1: YouTube. 1,000 or 4,000 or something like that. Okay, it's a very high. And amount. a lot of hours watched. A lot of hours Last, watched to I don't monetize know how many it is, through but YouTube. However,
0: what you just said is if you do get dinged and, and a publisher wants to share, you can have a song on your that is on your YouTube channel that is being monetized because that company came and said, hey, this is what we're going to do.
1: And yesterday, when I watched that Zoom meeting that you couldn't go to, Don, I wrote it down and I don't have my notes in front of me. Sorry. Oh. There are companies that are taking smaller channels and making groups out of them. And they are doing, you know, making kind of a, a main channel that these channels are under to help monetize smaller people. So that's a new thing yeah. that's just started. We yeah. I, okay. I know. I know. It's a good. It could be good, it could be bad, I don't know. So <laughs> let's say that YouTube goes to the publisher and the publisher says, take it down. Because there are some songs, if you go look for them on YouTube, you're not gonna find them. So yeah. you'll know which ones. And that's one way to find out. Also, if you wanna do a little research, if you think you're gonna get dinged with a violation or not. Because if they tell them to take it down, that's a violation against you and that's one strike. If hmm. you get three strikes, they will do, YouTube will do one of two things. They will demonetize you if you are monetized, which takes a lot of work to get all those followers and hours, or they might take your entire channel down if you continue to violate copyright law, which is why I get frustrated with YouTube because there is no way in advance to ask YouTube, hey, I want to put up this cover song. Can you put it through content ID? Ask the publisher if it's okay, and I'll let them take all of the money. Mm. there's no way to do that. Mm. And when I was watching the Zoom yesterday, that's one of the things they were talking about, like why? One of the reasons is that's not YouTube's job. They're a platform. They don't spend time on dealing with copyright infringement. They basically, if somebody comes to them and says, that's mine, YouTube errs on the side of somebody that claims copyright and they will take it down. They make mistakes. They do that My children tell me horror stories sometimes. (laughs) They don't want to have to deal with all of this minutia because that's not what YouTube and Google, that's not what they're in it for. So they're benefiting from it, but they're kind of dropping the ball at the same time and saying, hey, that's not our fault. It's a platform. So just so you know that in advance, there's some risk to just putting it up on YouTube. The other option is to go with the company like we talked about, which is we are the hits. There may be other companies out there. That's the one I'm more familiar with. They will do the clearances for you and they will do it and get it monetized. And I believe looking at my notes, I'm sorry here. Um, you have to get, you have to earn like a hundred dollars before you'll get paid for it, which with the percentage they're going to pay you is it's going to take you forever. Take percentage. They So the copyright holder will take a percentage, and they they are going through all of the publishers, and they're doing the work for you, which is a benefit to to you it's a benefit to the publisher it's a benefit to YouTube in my opinion, that right this company exists, so they 'll go to the publishers and deal with all that, make sure that it's okay then they're going to take a portion of the split, so the publisher's going to take a portion, mm-hmm. we are the hits is going to get a portion, and they're going to split it with you right what you're going to get per view is. 0. 0.0004 cents. So to get a penny, you have to have how many? Is it 250, pl- it's, it's. Yeah. You're not gonna make any money. No, and I
0: would, I would just say. You're not doing it to make money. We discussed at the beginning, right. You're not really doing covers to make money as an artist. Not if, on YouTube. Not on YouTube. If those covers are bringing you, bringing some people in and they will listen to, you know, they'll subscribe and they'll listen here and there to other things it's it's good for you so um you it, it it works and we are the hits sounds like you know if i was gonna do one today that's how i would go because beth just said they're taking care of everything and i don't have to worry about what you said earlier about youtube of just throwing it up there and seeing if i'm gonna get a ding on my channel i mean it
1: not if it, you've not if you've worked a long time for your channel eight, and you've got yeah. you know some people have videos going back eight ten years who have lots of views and stuff. So, you know, you can do it through YouTube and just hope for the best. And like I said, if you do a little bit of research and you see the song you want to record, go go look for it on YouTube. See how many people have that song up and go click on some and see if there's an ad in front of it. And if they have, you know, if they have 500 or 1,000 views and there's an ad in front of it, the publisher's monetizing that. Got That's it. not the person who's got, you know, if you go to their channel and they only have, you know, a hundred followers, they're not monetizing it because yeah. that's, that's not how YouTube works. So that's would be, you know, my first suggestion, Hey, I want to record X, Y, Z, go Google search YouTube. By the way, YouTube is the second largest search engine behind mm-hmm. Google who owns them. It's <laughs> kind of weird, but anyways, um, so go, go do your due diligence, you know, and kind of, you can, you can kind of guess at that point if you're going to be able to do it and get not get a ding. But again, I'm not suggesting that you put up anything in, in uh, violation of copyright law. I would never tell you to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, that's
1: your choice. <laughs> okay. Is there anything I see
0: else? You have a lot of notes here. We're going to, I want, I am going to put some of these in our notes. I'm going to not forget that. By the way, I'm making a big note for myself. Okay.
1: Because a lot of there's derivative works there. there's derivative works i was gonna say we didn't really talk about derivative works um let me just tell you what the term means yeah so we talked about mechanical license before so that's when i want to re-record human nature i'm going to keep the melody i'm going to keep the lyrics i'm not going to change any of those or add to it that's a compulsory mechanical license now you say i want to start with the melody of it i want to use a few of the words and then i'm going to add a verse that's a derivative work that is not a compulsory license you have to get permission for that and they do not have to give it because it is their work they have moral rights that's something that's very uh moral rights are something that's very european um that's a term that they use but you do have moral rights which means you have the right as the creator of something a sculpture a song or whatever not to have it changed tainted the meaning of it they can't people can't change it just because they own it because you're the artist So um, if you do want to make a derivative work, you're going to have to contact the publisher and probably the writers as well.
0: Let me mention again, that if you're doing a derivative work, it's probably something that's very popular and you need to be just, you need to know there's going to be a lot of people who have ownership on that song in so many of the different ways. And yes, we've, you know, in some of the work I've done with some artists that are, commercial artists it's it's not easy to do it's not easy to get this permission so i'm just telling you you deal with that
1: every every week right i
0: kind of do sometimes yes and they and even if even if this person is well known you know say there's three people that wrote it and three one of them's an artist two others are major songwriters out of nashville or whatever you know it's you got to get all these people to to agree and just imagine um, when here here's an example. say you want to get a family your family together, you send out a group email to all the people involved. Do they all answer you? No, no, none
1: of the men ever answer you.
0: <laughs> just think of the music business in that way. If you want to find out from all of these writers and you're just thinking, oh, they're all going to say hey, how you doing? Yeah, let's do this. No.
1: Because what, because the other question you have to understand is why would they care what you want to do? Yeah. They might make a little bit of money on it, but they don't know. They don't, you know. Yeah. Too, okay. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell my derivative work of uh, fair use story. Um, so I'm not saying they wouldn't be in the case of
0: commercial artists. Commercial artists do do this back and forth.
1: No, but I'm saying it's not a high priority for them. It isn't. It isn't. Because they're, they're, again, they're busy. They're doing stuff. They're just, they're really busy. So you can't assume that somebody, you know, is as into your project as you are. Right. Because generally they're not. So um 1992, two live crew decided they wanted to do, use um, Roy Orbison's Oh Pretty Woman. And they went to the uh, label and um, said, or the publisher, and they said, hey, we want to do uh, a version of Pretty Woman And Roy Orbison's people said No, because, you know, Two Live Crew Two Live Crew is also the ones that got The uh, explicit, they're one of the premier people that got the explicit Thing on, on the CDs So, you know, Roy Orbison's like I don't want my song with That That's his right They went ahead and did it anyways So they re- they recorded a song The beginning part is the, the baseline You recognize it They use the first uh, part of the first verse and they go off and they release it and it goes up the charts and Roy Orbison's people sue. It wasn't Roy Orbison, it was the, the label. So they sue. It goes all the way up to the Supreme Court in 1992. This is a derivative work that they asked permission for and were denied and did it anyways. Then they turn around and they say, well that we didn't have to get a license from him Because it's not a derivative work, it is a parody. Now, fair use says there's some things you can, you don't have to get permission for. If somebody is doing a, you know, movie comes out and they show a little bit of it or they show the poster and they're talking about, it was a terrible movie, it was a great movie. If somebody's- Like in the news. Right. If they're, you know, if they're doing commentary on it, if they're teaching about it in a class, they can use a little portion of it without Mm -hmm. having to get permission from the copyright holder for, you know, using that. There are certain fair use things. Parody, I don't know if it was in there before, but Two Live Crew got it in there. It was a unanimous decision in 1992 by the Supreme Court that said, this is a parody and that is fair use. And Two Live Crew got away with it. Right. They ended up settling out of court because it went back down to the, you know, lower courts. But Mm -hmm. just to be clear, you know, things are changing. Things are always changing. Before Two Life Crew, that wasn't a thing. Right. Now it is. But you now need whether, to- Let me just say whether, it, Roy Oberson was gonna get
0: paid in some way for that song, for being- I don't know how that works.
1: But hmm. I don't know how that works. Okay, I don't, because somebody like um, Weird Al, he's gonna go ask people right, for the licenses. He mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, that was his ca- whole, whole career. He didn't wanna offend people. You know, he was gonna get that in advance just basically being denied a license and then doing it anyway. Right. Um, they ended up sharing the royalties, but yeah, yeah I would imagine he would either way the record company would have gotten some of the royalties. They could have just sued for some of the royalties if they weren't giving them to them. Mm-hmm. So if you do a derivative work and you write, you know, and you use a tiny portion of somebody's song, they can ask you for whatever they want. It, if you say, but that's only 20% of the song I redid and it doesn't sound anything like it they don't have to accept 20 percent they can say I want 90 percent they can say I want 100 percent they can say whatever they want because it's not yours to use and I will
0: say that I have seen that happen as well where it probably should have been 10 or 20 percent and the person asked for 50 and if they wanted to put it out they had to give them and they did so because because you can't steal other
1: people's stuff
0: right and it was recorded and it was yeah so you know, figure those things out
1: beforehand, I would say. Yeah, I would, before yeah. you put so much time into it. Yeah, but anyways, that's kind of, we kind of hit on a lot of things.
0: Yes. Covers did.
1: are good. That's, that's, I think, <laughs> that's the, the main point we started with, and that's there, the main point. Yes, there are
0: many great well, avenues for covers. Um, you just need to educate yourself and make sure you know what Avenue you're doing, where you need to go. And um, we, as I keep saying, we will have some um, notes in this episode because it's hard to keep up sometimes, but um, we, uh, and I think we found Beth, we might have some other things to talk about in the future uh, on some of this, but because she's, it seems to never end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it will be a moving target, right? Yeah. As she just said, we'll have to go research it again in a year and see where, where we've gone.
1: Yep. Because YouTube will, I guarantee you, YouTube will change how you put up a cover on YouTube. Right.
0: And as always, if you guys have any questions, please go to our website. If you, you know, want to talk to us one-on-one, we do have, we can consult with you on something if you, if you need the help and we're always here. So, um, we appreciate you listening and this is a matter of music saying thank you very much.